I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. I want my Twitter to just be all jokes, but mm -hmm. I'm also so angry about politics all the time. And Mine is only political anger. Mine's only retweets of people who are smarter than me sharing yes, good I, opinions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like I tweeted for Tig last week, so I have like a oh, couple yeah. of jokes that I was like, well, I better be funny while I have this platform. And then, you know, you get like 50 followers and you're like, okay, I thought it'd be better than that, but. Right. I'm ducking out, you're ducking out. Let's duck out together. See what it's all about. Ducking out, ducking out, ducking out, ducking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, the podcast where if you say its name three times in front of a mirror, the ghost of Sally Ride appears. I'm Karen Bergier. <laughs> and I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with comedian and Missy Elliott superfan <laughs> Kelly Quinn on the topic of the closet. Uh, Kelly performs regularly at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater with her team Party City, and as well as the monthly Here and Queer show. So she's a queer, guys. I'm like, <laughs> and queer. she's here. Spoilers. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Um, I know we usually do plugs at the end of the show, and we will, but uh, for all of our New York City listeners, I want to remind you all that Sarah and I will both be performing at the Box Show at Caveat this Indeed. Tuesday, March 20th at 9 p.m. There's also going to be sketches on the show that each of us wrote that we're not performing in, so if you want to see both our writing and our acting chops. Wow. One come, stop. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, come out to the box and it's going to be an awesome time. Francesca Ramsey and Nagin Farsad are going to be on the panel and our host with the most, Caitlin Fontana, our mm-hmm. token straight woman <laughs> on Typing <laughs> Out. Uh, she'll be celebrating her birthday and wearing an amazing pantsuit. Yep. You won't want to miss it. <laughs> come to Caveat Tuesday, March 20th. One thing I want to bring up before we uh, start getting into things is on our second episode, we talked about how gay Tori from Saved by the Bell was. Mm -hmm. Like, she was just obviously so gay. Yeah. I I wasn't allowed to watch Saved by the Bell. You weren't allowed to watch? Oh, Oh, we are going to talk about that in just a second. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, well, basically, um, Kelly... Kapowski left for like a season mm-hmm. and they brought in this character Tori that's supposed to be Zach's love interest but she's yeah. she obviously a lesbian gay. like she rides to <laughs> high school on her motorcycle and always wears this like big leather oversized leather jacket yeah. Yeah. like she carries herself like a lumberjack just like her her swagger she was, a, she was like a soft butch I would say well, the actress kind of. is actually gay. Oh, and that's what I yes. learned. Thank God. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, duh, Carolyn, you should have known this. Uh, this I is- didn't know. I don't even know yeah. who she is. Uh, her name is, I wrote it down, Leanne Creel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah look, look at that picture, Kelly. Look, look how dykey yeah. she looks. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, totally. I remember being like 13 and just and <laughs> really liking the character and <laughs> oh, not yeah. really knowing why. Yeah. yeah. Something about like, like her energy she's and her way like. better than Kelly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Her masculine presence was like, I was like, wow, she's like such a bad bitch. Like, why, why is she, did she date Zach or was it one of those like things where Zach liked her and like, Zach was such a fuck boy anyway. Yeah. I think they, I think they actually dated, but I I was just surprised to find out she's like married and has. That's so great. Two kids. Does she live in New York? I bet we can get her on the podcast. Oh, she probably lives in LA, but. You guys should record a couple episodes in LA. Yeah. Just see who you can get. Yeah. yeah. There there are a lot of lesbians out in LA. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, oh my god, now I'm so excited. <laughs> That's so great. She'll be like, I'll come on the podcast, but we can't talk about my days as We're a story like, on oh, Saved by the Bell. As we like cross the topic off of our <laughs> yeah. Saved by the Bell. Guess we'll find something else. So you couldn't watch Yeah. It, no what, Saved by were the Bell, you huh? like what were you allowed to watch? What were your parents okay with? You know, I don't know if my my mom takes objection with a lot of my memories from childhood. Uh, (laughs) She feels they're revisionist, but my (laughs) memory is that my parents didn't want us having cable because I'm sure it was like a cost-saving thing, but also like the specific incident in my mind when my parents were like, we're canceling this, is like I was watching a Michael Jackson concert on MTV, Mm -hmm. and I noticed him like, you know, doing his like signature yeah. crotch grab and thrust move and I was like mom why is he touching his personal and then my mom <laughs> was like oh we don't need this in the house anymore <laughs> so that, that I, and again she would absolutely take issue with this and I might be being hyperbolic but yeah we had like PBS and like this standard channel so I watched a yeah. lot of like PBS cartoons yeah Arthur Arthur was good yeah I watched a little bit of Arthur I think yeah like I we watched that a lot in school for some reason that mm-hmm. was always like the cartoon that they would when substitutes came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The substitute, like the video day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I believe Francine was an early oh. an early cartoon lesbian. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you oh, I that up. I was having this conversation with a friend this week about, uh, she was wondering if Patty Mayonnaise was a lesbian. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Really? Okay. I think so, yeah. Huh. I felt like she never, like, because Doug, Doug was like, he loved her. Like, he was in love with her, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But they weren't like, she was always like two steps above him. I felt like she was like intellectually superior to him, and I felt like she was just like the, she always seemed oblivious. Yeah, to, she she didn't really respond to any of that sort of like heteronormative like energy that he was giving off for her. Yeah, she's definitely gay. I think. Yeah, that'd be interesting to go back and watch, though. Yeah, the the ones I came up with. Well, obviously peppermint patty. Yeah. Or, um, and Marcy are total dykes. Yeah. And, um, oh, and yeah. then also Jane from Daria, I think is oh, a strong yeah. Oh my God. I had like a, I had like a, an odd crush on her when yeah. I was a kid. They're animated characters, but I was like, Jane is so cool. She's yeah. my favorite. She was always like my f- total favorite. Yeah. Followed closely by Daria, obviously. And then, uh, Quinn's friend who talked like this. I liked her. 
Oh, I don't know why. Yeah, I thought she was yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah. And then the stressed out teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that would actually be interesting to go back and look at like some of those cartoons that we grew up on and like mm-hmm. figuring out like the, the, the undertones, like the kind of gayish undertones of them. I do right. want to go back and watch Ninja Turtles because I always thought that April was mm-hmm. a lesbian, but maybe it was cause her outfit that jumps. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yes. It might just be sensible. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Hard she's to say. very sensible. <laughs> I remember That's her. Like, she could Didn't like Megan run. Fox play her in the movie though. Oh, I'm pretty uh, sure the the maybe, like the yeah. Michael Bay like shitty live action one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I didn't watch that. No, no. I don't watch Michael Bay. That's just an extended axe body spray commercial. Speaking of movies, I went to see with my movie pass uh, a Wrinkle in Time. <gasps> yeah, and the, I mean the the movie's fine, but there was a couple sitting next to us that they were on a first date. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Who goes to a movie for a first date? I think it was a first date just based on, um, well, the tips there that you've given me, uh, how much is the guy talking uh-huh. versus the girl, and yeah. he was doing all the talking. Yep. He was like very chatty, very chatty through all the previews, like had to let her know his opinions, mm-hmm. oh, and, and also any facts he knew about... <laughs> About like the director or the actor or like you know this is based on a book like all that kind of oh, stuff. God. So yeah, it's a, it's this white guy and this and this Asian girl. But while we're sitting there, um, even before the previews, and this was on the fourteenth because it was Pi Day, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sure just, he had something to say about that. Oh, he had. I bet he just explained number, what it was. No, he recited the number pi. <laughs> To like the seventieth digit. And no he, way. Yeah, he was bragging that at some point he sat down and just memorized pi. Like that's a real cool thing, and that she really wants to hear it, or that she would know whether or not he was making it up. I, I almost want to be like, know? I want to be like, that's not it. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, that's, <laughs> like, no, that's wrong. The twenty eighth digit was wrong. Yeah, just come up with like yeah, a random. Let him get to twenty eight. Yeah. <laughs> Cecilia heard it and she's like, "What's he doing?" Because he's like six, seven, four, two, three, four, five. Got brain man over here yeah. counting the toothpicks on the floor. I was like, he's reciting pie to her. Oh and my it's god! It's really. So yeah, it, <laughs> it's horrible. I was just like, oh, I feel so bad for women who go on dates with men. I really do too. This I can't seems... imagine. Can you imagine going on a date with a man? Like, honest to God, this... I'm just talking about purely like conversational. Yeah, kind th- of stuff. this guy was insufferable. But then the the other <laughs> thing is, I'm like, he's probably like one of the good ones. Yeah, like he's probably this. Oh, like assault wise. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, spare me. I'm so sick of him. <laughs> like, assault-wise, I love that. Like, the standard for being good is like, oh, he's probably not a serial predator. Like, yeah. like that's like, wow, he's one of the good ones. He's not a fucking criminal. Like, <laughs> like yeah. assault-wise. I mean, that is kind of how I meant it. I'm like, he, yeah. did, he didn't seem, like, he physically seem... threatening. Right, right, right. Yeah. But um, yeah, and he's he's probably like this very like liberal guy or whatever. Uh, but it's almost it seems worse. So, so I'm so sick of male progressives. Like I really am. So the, probably, oh, that's funny. Anyway, yeah. go on. Well, no, so, so, so the movie ends, and she. I don't know why she would ask this. She was like, "What? What'd you think?" And I'm oh, like, "Why?" No. <laughs> she didn't have to ask though. You know, he's yeah. gonna give his yeah. his full like Rotten Tomatoes review. Oh. Yeah, he he had it ready to go. Uh, I bet he's one of those guys that refers to movies as films. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like never says the word movie. He was judging everything from like the costumes to the makeup to whatever, and then of course the book was better. Mm. And of course, uh, yeah. Um, But the funny part was when we were exiting the theater, Cecilia asked me what I thought of the movie, and I just launched into an impression of this douchebag, and I'm like, (laughs) well, considering that uh, budget, blah, 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 and then, um, and we're like laughing and walking, and then we definitely walked by the girl (laughs) that he was on the date with. He wasn't around, and she looked like she knew what we were doing. (laughs) Oh, my God. making fun of him. That's so funny. Sorry, but maybe you should realize that you're with the kind of guy that... (laughs) Also, like, movies are the worst idea for a a date. Until you're, like, dating someone, 
Yeah. I've always found it so bizarre that people want to go on dates to movies on like an early, like yeah, an early yeah. in the relationship date, like first, second, third, even fourth. I don't know. It's like, it's awkward because you're not supposed to talk, but you're sitting next to each other in this right. dark room for two and a half hours. Yeah. Maybe there's something to that tension maybe. Yeah. That's what's appealing. But other than that, I don't yeah. find that, I feel like that tension would be almost worse. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, cause like, what if you're, Hands brushed together. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I, I'm laughing because my first date with my now long-term girlfriend was to see Carol at the Angelica. What? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, gayest that is so relationship bad. origin story. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. And you know what? People at that screening were animals. We yeah. were just like, it was, a, I assume, a huge lesbian crowd. And anytime there was any, like, sex scene or physicality, they would howl. They were like, whoo! You know, you'd wow. see a tit and people would lose their minds. Yeah, so I would actually like to see it again uh, outside of that context. And yeah. <laughs> decide if it holds up. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, it is? Great. My first date with my ex-wife was at a movie. Really? Uh, yeah. But Look we, at me talking all this shit on movie first dates. You know, well, what? both had already, experience We had already them. hooked up by the time we oh, went on this date, yeah. so okay. it was different yeah, yeah. than that. I, yeah. I, I mean, like... At, the first time, like a Tinder date or something, or like yeah, a- yeah, yeah. No, I get that. We we were friends for two years. Yeah, before I mean, so, okay. we went on a that date. makes sense. Yeah, and it was like a martinis and IMAX type yeah. thing that that they did in Atlanta. Oh, fun. Um, but one weird thing about that first date story was that we we had been friends, and then I decided, you know, let's I'm going to ask her out on a, on a date and see if maybe this is something more, but. I asked her out maybe on a Monday for like a date Friday night. Mm-hmm. And in between, we had um, a softball game together because we played on the same oh rec God. team. Oh. So then we had to like be at that game with this awkward thing of like, we may be more than friends soon, right. but we're going to have to just like hang out with all of our friends. That is awkward. Yeah. She, she, she chatted me and was like, why did you make me wait five days? <laughs> and knowing we were going to see each other, this was really weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was my bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. No game. No game. No. None at all. That's okay, though. So let's get into our topic. Mm-hmm. The closet. Oh, man. Ooh. Scary. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. <laughs> I feel like that's going to ultimately be our conclusion, that we don't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I uh, thought you were saying don't miss it like it was like a feature film that was coming. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I thought at first. No, I don't miss it. Oh, there we go. I do not miss being in it. Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, when, when, at what age would you say that you were out of the closet? Ooh, um, I, uh, it feels late for me. I don't want to say late because everybody has their own timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but like compared to what I knew, which was in my, teens and then looking back much sooner than that probably. Um, I came started coming out to friends in I, mean, I was like twenty two or twenty three mm-hmm. probably. And I had been in a relationship in college where we were both in the closet for the entirety of our three years together, which was Whoa, so wow. awful. Yeah. Um, and so after we broke up, I was just sort of like, I gotta start talking about this. I'll <laughs> go crazy. Um, wow. Yeah. Three so I told years. friends first and then my siblings and then my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a wild time. A whole relationship while both in the closet. That's oh, like, was this, terrible. was this in college then? Yeah. Or, okay. So, how, how did that happen? Yeah. You know what? We were in the same sorority. Yeah. I was in the sorority too. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like sororities are, uh, could, you know how, like, um, it's not called a nunnery. What's it called where nuns like live a together? Convent. And convents are like sort of, a code for like sort of sort of hotbeds of lesbian activity, yeah, like yeah. in literature and stuff. Um, and I wonder if sororities will become that ever because yeah, there is this place yeah. where like a lot of feminine energy is concentrated. Um, you spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we both quit. Um, I started doing sketch comedy, and I was like, oh, these are the people I want to drink with. But yeah. <laughs> um, initially, that was how we met. And yeah, it was just it was bad. There were um, you know there were like great things about any relationship. And it was like my first time like uh, doing all of the big things. Yeah. But um, as in any situation where you like can't confide to people outside, we just sort of like are 
anytime there was a dispute or disagreement, we would sort of like cave in on each other. And it was yeah. very bad and unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't in a sorority, but I imagine that there is some pressure to be inside the closet if you're gay because you don't want people to think like, oh, I'm just oh, I'm in here this. to yeah. on people. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's exactly what, I mean, I went to school in the Midwest at a small, uh, a pretty, I mean, a pretty small school, you know, in like a really conservative part of the country. Yeah. So I, I was not, I was in a sorority and I made a lot of great friends, but I, I never, I can honestly say I never ever once had any sort of attraction to anyone. Yeah. In that, you know, in that, in that group. Yeah. Um, of course, sorority girls are the worst. Oh my God. Not <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> they were, I mean, they were, it was a, it was a really fun time. I don't have a ton in common with most of them now, like yeah. to the point where I probably, I could, I could still like, you know, go back to Kansas City and go out with all of them probably and have a good time. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really fun, but yeah. it was not something that I like. I think if anything, I maybe subconsciously made sure that I never had any sort of like attraction or anything yeah. like that. Cause my worst fear at that point in my life would have been people thinking that a, I was putting myself in that environment specifically for that right. to be yeah. around women. And then, um, and B, I just, I, I just didn't want anyone to think, I didn't want anyone to know this thing about me at that time. Yeah. Cause I yeah. had a similar timeline as you. I didn't really, um, I think I think the my the first friend I ever told I was gay uh I think I was 21. Yeah. And then by the time I was like 23, maybe 24, I was like fully fully out but not and even then and then not even to coworkers really. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's tricky. I don't know where you were living, but when I was living in Virginia and working in Virginia, I was like, "Oh, you could still be fired for doing that." I was working yeah. for a government contractor and the rules oh, are yeah. still weird there, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I was working yeah. like corporate America until I was about twenty five, and I just didn't really, I didn't lie to anyone. I, I, I really never, I never felt like I had to say anything, like to get someone like off the off my tracks or whatever. Yeah, but I just, I was not forthcoming at all about my personal life in any way to people I worked with for pretty pretty much the entire time I was in the Midwest until I moved here. Yeah, so it's funny because when I was working and doing internships. In Boston, I was in the closet at those jobs, even though mm-hmm. at school and everything, I was out and very comfortable with being out. Um, but when I moved to Atlanta, I was out right away mm-hmm. at all my jobs. And you'd think like in the South that I'd be more closeted, but it just so happened that the people I worked for in Boston were very conservative. Like my first internship my boss had been a um, political strategist for Bob Dole. Oh, oh. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And yeah, she was um, kind of like, she was scary, but only because she had her shit so together yeah. and she had accomplished so much. She was like a semi-pro figure skater at one point. She had had what? like a walk-on role on Sex in the City, but then was also this political strategist. But really then was running also, the gamut of interests yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then I was interning at an ad agency. She was like the new business director. Yeah. And um, so I, I was like, oh, she cannot know that I'm a lesbian. And then I had a job at a startup and it was just me and the owner of the startup. Wow. And he was a really nice Indian guy, but I knew that he was a little bit conservative mm-hmm. and um, I felt weird having him know details about my personal life. Yeah. So even though it was just like the two of us in a room working together all the time, I just never talked about stuff. And then um, a summer job that I had in Buffalo, I was working for Rider Truck Rentals, which is the yeah. gayest mm-hmm. job I've had so yeah. far. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, yeah, I was working with truckers. Were and you stuff. repairing them? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> no. I did drive a lot of pickup trucks that summer for them. Yeah, wear a lot of cargo pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I worked with these these truckers, and um, the one guy that I worked closely with, he. Um, yeah, probably like if I had a guess now, he's probably like a Trump supporter. Oh, yeah. But he um and we would talk about 
gay stuff, mm-hmm. but he had no idea that I was gay. But he never said anything truly offensive. But I'm like, if he finds out I'm gay, it's going to invite all sorts of weird questions. Or I sure. feel like he's going to be really weird around mm-hmm. me about stuff. Um, so I would talk about my girlfriend as like, oh, my friend. My yeah, friend's yeah. coming. Or I'm staying with my friend this mm-hmm. summer. And yeah. Yeah, that's hard. It was hard. It was being in the closet was weird because you had to like, I can't even imagine. Like, it's so weird thinking back to the times where I had to literally tell someone that I was gay rather Mm -hmm. than just being obvious by my physical presence. Yeah. (laughs) Just who I am. Yeah. But like, you really did. You had to sort of like vet people and you had to like figure people out individually in this very specific way. Yeah. And you had to like weigh your attack plan for. Yeah. Yeah. You had to like think, okay, worst case scenario when this person finds out this is going to happen or best case scenario, this is going to happen. And that's for every, every single fucking person. Yeah. We shouldn't have to do it. Yeah. It's insane that we have to. Uh, It really is. I have a friend who wrote a piece, I think just like on medium, but I really liked it. And I truly hadn't thought about this before. Just about the fact that the coming out paradigm is, uh, maybe not intentionally, but really skewed towards straight people being able to have this moment of catharsis where they like provide acceptance for this thing Mm -hmm. and are like Mm. making a queer person feel like embraced and, you know, welcomed and how, you know, the focus should be so much more on just like creating a society where nobody feels like they have to gird their loins Mm -hmm. for this conversation that could end a relationship. Yeah. Potentially it's like, it is such an insane paradigm that we have to do it in every context, personal, professional, from when we figure it out until we're dead. Like yeah. that's yeah. it's so much goddamn emotional it's a lot labor of as yeah. the, you know. Yeah. The term we're constantly been. coming every time you meet a new person, you you know, it's yeah. it's a thing. Yeah, we should just stop. I mean, I don't know how you stop it, but I think yeah. just like live your life as queer and I don't know. I hope that future generations feel less pressure yeah. to have those like big conversations where it feels like you're divulging some like nasty secret yeah. instead of yeah. just like, yep. Just, well, yeah. There, there's National Coming Out Day, mm-hmm. and I don't know mm-hmm. what day it is, but every year when it rolls around, I'm like, this is something that straight people invented to take the guesswork out of things. Yeah. <laughs> like, this doesn't feel... <laughs> this is they're a, like, yeah. this is one day, and we want you to reveal yourselves, homosexuals. Right. So we can stop wondering. <laughs> yeah. So I can adjust my schedule accordingly. Yeah. Like, it's Everyone's like deal. watching the door when their coworker Gary comes in, and they're like, is today the day? It's National... Yeah. Gary, yeah. it's National Coming Out Day. Did you and know? Gary's like, leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's exhausted. <laughs> Gary was on Fire Island all weekend. Yeah. He's so tired. Leave him alone. Gary's really hungover. RuPaul's Drag Race finale was last night. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I remember, like, I I feel very lucky in that I had a pretty good coming out experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that, I I still remember very vividly that feeling of, like, first only being able to kind of come out to other gay people or queer Mm. people, which I think, I imagine that's, like, kind of a, a thing amongst all of us is we all had like that one gay friend. It's yep. usually a guy that we would come out to. Oh, mine, mine was yeah. a guy. Not me. Friend, a female friend, and I told her over AIM. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having is like having that that written communication kind of thing was nice too because that's sometimes that you just have to do it that way, right? You know, I don't. You guys have already had Alex Song on the podcast. I don't know yeah. if she would have been able to mention this there. I don't know what you were talking about, but hats. Oh, hats. Oh, okay. So maybe this didn't come up in the course of conversation about hats, but one of my favorite bits that she does in her stand up is like she I think she just changed her AOL uh away message to I'm gay for like five seconds and then took it down. Uh it's like you know what? Yeah. Whoever saw it, oh whoever God. saw it saw it. She's like, I still don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's so a good, good idea. It's so easy. Why yeah. didn't I do that? Man, I was going to say that's pretty bold to uh, to come out on AIM to somebody because um, then there's like proof. 
Like yeah, in case, yeah. in case I don't know. My friends and I fought a lot when when I was a teenager. So like I couldn't imagine having oh. those words out there to one of them. Interesting. Oh, yeah, to, they would that show was someone how else. When I they felt came over. about. I knew that like all of my. I grew up in Virginia, sort of southernish Virginia. So. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how my friends from home would be, but I knew my college friends would be amazing Mm -hmm. and very accepting. But my younger brother went to the same college that I did two years behind me. And we are now like best of friends. But at the time we were sort of, you know, we were in college fighting over everything, just uh, too close in age, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I tell my friends, my friends will tell my brother or he'll just find out by virtue of sharing a campus with me and then... I can't trust that he won't use it as leverage, like with my parents over some yeah. stupid disagreement that we're mm-hmm. having or something. Which, looking back, I'm like, he is a good person. He would not have done that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it, that it was... really skews the way you think about the people closest to you. Yeah. Like, sure. you, like you make us. I made assumptions about some of my absolute best friends. Like, oh well, this is going to ruin my relationship with her, or you know, she's going to be so weird about this or whatever. And then obvious, like, and then you tell them, and then it's like. It's fine, you know. Yeah, but yeah. It, but and then I for a long time I felt really bad about being like, wow, I really I really thought she was going to be weird about it. Like, why right. would I think that about someone? So it, it kind of forces you because because you are preparing for the worst. You want to like brace for impact when you're in that space of being in the closet that you like you don't want to underestimate someone's reaction. At least I didn't because I was like, I need to be prepared for the yeah. absolute worst case scenario and every single time I would tell someone that I was gay and I did do that mentally and it took a lot of it it was a stupid waste of energy in hindsight but it's just what you feel like you have to do I don't know I mean I don't know what sort of studies there have been about this or anything but there has to be a crazy rate of mental illness in pre like out of the closet LGBT people because you're just your brain is stewing in sad juice all the time yeah like not even at reality but at what you're worried might happen yeah yeah yeah, I, I also think that a lot of times when you're in the closet, you think, oh, this is going to make my relationship with people better. It's going to be less awkward because they won't know and they won't judge me and yeah. I'll keep my private life out of it. But I find that you almost have even more strained relationships with those people yeah. because they, they're like, oh, Carolyn's really secretive about things mm-hmm. or changes the topic a lot when we're talking or when or we're all super awkward this. about no, yeah, like boys. She doesn't you know. join in or yeah. when I ask her about her boyfriend or whatever, she gets real quiet and weird mm-hmm. and yeah. uncomfortable. And then you're just kind of a weird person. Like yeah. I've, yeah. I've known people when they were in the closet, I'm like, what's, what's this person's deal? There, yeah. There's like oh something they're hiding. I know. Yeah. There's just a weird frantic energy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That I recognize in a lot of my friends, so I'm like, "You're queer. Just mm-hmm. figure it out." You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels. I mean, it is. I. I truly cannot imagine being still in the closet at the age that I am right now. Like, at this point, I've been out for about ten years, and it just. It's. It feels more and more distant, and like, it feels like something that was a lifetime ago. But I still can just. Dis- I can still feel. I can still like. If I think about it, I can still remember like that very palpable, nervous energy that is just like swirling around in your head all the time because it consumes every thought yeah. that yeah. you have, you know. And it's like I, I just it really it like breaks my heart just knowing that there are people ev- there there are people everywhere that are still in this place and either feel like they can't come out or they just you know they won't. Yeah, I mean, you, you think that now and. 2018 it's it's so much easier and we've come such a long way but then mm-hmm. also that's just in the United States right. and like yeah. Canada yeah. And, yeah um parts of Europe but yeah. even there are just so many cultures in so many places i mean um my wife is peruvian mm-hmm. and when she was in peru like she didn't realize that that she was gay until she came to the US yeah um and when she was in Peru, there's just like so much stigma uh, against it, and it's such a heteronormative uh, culture yeah. um, across South America that you um, you just don't. Yeah, it's probably you, similar so, to. I mean, so the, I feel like the Midwest stuff. is kind of like that. Being from there, I, I really yeah. like the heteronormativity. There is, it's just a given. I mean, that's just what it is. And and coming and being being an out person there is like this act of defiance in a lot of ways. Yeah. Maybe not in like some of the bigger 
cities. Like I lived in Kansas City for a while, and it's like it's it wouldn't be as big of a deal there, but. There's still something you feel othered in that very specific mm-hmm. way there. And yeah. it's 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 a feeling that like as the plane is descending into the Midwest on the rare times that I do go back, I can feel it like I can feel my chest tightening. Like mm-hmm. I can feel that someone's sticking their heel like right into my chest and it stays there until the plane goes back up and I leave. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's just there's just something about it that's like I'm not quite safe here. Like I'm not I'm I'm almost there here and I'm with the right people, but I'm being in like public places, it's not very comfortable yeah. sometimes, depending on where exactly I am in, you know, in the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, so. when Cecilia and I were just in Arizona and I'm like, let's just be aware <laughs> of our, yeah. of our surroundings. Yeah. And then yesterday I read this story about these moms who brought their kids into a mosque and recorded it and were just like yelling at the people and oh, saying yeah, that the they're taking our kids to, yeah. I yeah. Saw it, it was horrific. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, it's safe in like, New York. That's why I never leave. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Oh, it's crazy. Um, yeah. you know, one very liberal place. Well, sort of liberal. There's a lot of hypocrisy mm-hmm. and, and double standards, but where, um, there's still a lot of closeted people is Hollywood. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, I, I always wonder like who, and I'm usually, I mean, I, I don't really care about the men, but I, I want to know like who, who is gay and like how, how, how much is it? Like, why don't they come out? You would think that these people have like, you have the money, you have the status, you have all this stuff, but that's why, do you think that's why, like that sort of imprisons them in this like, I, I feel that way yeah, for people like Tom Cruise. We're like, yes. oh, you're in the grips of this other, like Hollywood and this other crazy institution of Scientology right. where your life is just not going to be your own really. But in other cases, I'm like, there are people who live as out and it's just like, it's, heteronorm- it's heteronormative culture that won't read them as queer and that's yeah. annoying to me. And then that's going back to that paradigm shift of like, which also I've used the word paradigm enough times that I should be thrown off of this podcast. <laughs> but like it, it is uh, frustrating. Like I was reading this Buzzfeed thing the other day about Leslie Gore, um, the pop artist who's saying it's my party and you don't own me. And mm-hmm. she was a lesbian and lived as out her entire, almost her entire career. And nobody wanted to talk about it. She was partnered. Yeah. She was doing like workshops and LGBT seminars and stuff. And mm-hmm. just nobody, I didn't know until she was dead that she was a lesbian. Uh, and I feel that way about like Whitney Houston. We talked oh, about yeah. this. In a bar- Houston, like she yeah. was partnered with Robin in a real way. Yeah. And Clive Davis or like whoever her mom like forced Bobby Brown into her life to yeah. sort of, you know, keep her image clean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it's like these people were living queer truths and I don't know how much more than that you should be expected to right. come out. It's very frustrating to me that you still have to. Like there are times when I catch myself being frustrated with a person like Queen Latifah for like not mentioning her partner yeah. in more acceptance speeches or whatever. And it's like it's it's enough. Maybe it's enough that she's there and she's you know, you don't maybe we don't need to be acknowledging it in the I still feel like, oh, if you can, if you're comfortable, it helps if you do. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I do get frustrated with the expectation that it's like people's, that it's our job. Yeah, that, right. that everybody needs a, a headline or a, right. a, a, a cover of Time moment. Magazine. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know if it, was, if it was Ellen or Rosie O'Donnell, but one of them was like, it was weird to me that I had to come out and say I was gay because everybody in my life knew yeah. I was gay mm-hmm. and I was living as a gay woman and it was, it wasn't a, a secret. Right. You hear the same was, about Lily Tomlin. Yeah. But, but unless you come out and say to a reporter, I'm a lesbian woman, mm-hmm. like then you're considered as being in the closet, but right. But really you're, you're not, because right. you're living your life Which as a like, woman. We are strangers to those people. Like I think yeah. that somehow when we look at celebrities, we think that they have some sort of obligation to us because we right. know everything about them. Yeah. They don't know who we are. And it feels like, like I think people in general feel like they have some sort of relationship with the pop culture figures that they like 
or that they at least know a lot about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they don't really owe us that. Like, yeah. that we're str- literal strangers to these people. It would be like just a random person off the street accusing you of hiding something if you didn't shout that you were gay at them yeah. in that way, you know? Exactly. Yeah, we just are just really... random ass people on the street to right. them. Yeah. Although, but then, you know, there's the argument that, like, should celebrities be using this platform that they have? Be- and then it always comes back to, like, well, what the about queer the young youth. people? The yeah, queer exactly. youth. The queer yeah. youth who have more and more like icons as, yeah, as, as, you know, they certainly have more than I had when I was... 16, 17, 18. Yeah. I don't think I even... Yeah. I mean, I I knew who... Obviously, I knew Ellen was gay, but there were, like, so few celebrities at that mm-hmm. time or people who were culturally relevant at that time, pop yeah. stars and things like that, that it's... I mean, for, for actors, though, I do feel that the ones who um, are are very closeted mm-hmm. and, and deny it and whatnot... Like Kevin Spacey for a long time. Sure. Yeah, well, if you know, you're afraid that that could ruin your career because in, in Hollywood, it's like turning 30 can ruin your career. Yeah. So, if you're like, a woman, it, it being, being, definitely yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, so being gay could be something like you're never going to be cast, you know, how mm-hmm. since Ellen Page came out, how many of her roles are her playing a queer woman? Yeah. So many of them. I still, now, I still worry about putting my uh, queer web series on my resume for when I'm going in for like mainstream auditions mm-hmm. yeah because I don't want to be necessarily pigeonholed as a person who yeah can only play my literal identity and, the, and nothing outside of that yeah right which does not happen to straight people not at no. all not at no, all No, they're the ones playing gay people on tv and in yep. movies yeah even though there are so many queer actors out mm-hmm. there that could have these parts mm-hmm. yeah and it's yeah it's like that I'm I, I look forward to when we actually start First of all, having more of these roles available. Like, that's the thing. You don't want to be pigeonholed as a queer actor because one out of every 30 movies has a queer character (laughs) in it. So you're literally taking a risk of putting yourself in a position where you're just not going to get that many scripts pitched your way if you're an Ellen Page or, you know. Because I just can't imagine at this point anyone writing a story, writing writing a role for a you know, a heterosexual woman and be like, oh, let's get Ellen Page on the phone. Like, no one, yeah. that's probably not, I, I would be very interested to know what kind of pitches she's, you know, receiving at yeah. this point. Which she did such a great job in Juno. She was amazing. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I don't think anybody watched that and was like, don't believe it. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally a dyke. No, she got pregnant. Um, yeah, it's... Like, the expect, like, I just, and even, like, with, with men too, it's like how many actual like gay actors who are getting roles as straight men. Yeah. Matt Bomer is the only yeah, person what, I can he think of. He's the one from Suits, Suits right? Suits. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's right. Like Rupert Everett. Once sure he was oh, out, yeah. it was like gay best friend roles yeah. only. Neil Patrick Harris gets straight role. I mean, he did obviously in How to have, What's that stupid show? How I Met Your, I met your yeah, Mother. How to Lose and a then, Guy in Ten and Days. And then yeah. they cast him weirdly <laughs> in. Uh, oh yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. Wait, was he? Did he play? No. The, oh, he wasn't in that. No, no. I no. saw that. That's so long. I thought there was a coworker of Matthew McConaughey. Never mind. He also weirdly got cast in uh, uh, Gone Girl as the guy. That oh yeah, the one that gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. gets killed, right? He's his the character's name is Desi, and he's like the ex. he's the creep. Yeah, he's the like ex, her ex yeah. who's uh-huh. obsessed with her, and like a very straight role that yeah, he, well, which is it's just so interesting to me that he of all people yeah. is like ca- triple threat Neil Patrick yeah, Harris, yeah, like yeah. quintessential Broadway queer, yeah, <laughs> is somehow the like, <laughs> like, he's kind Broadway, of like yeah. wavy, like he doesn't yeah. even appear masculine, it's like very he's funny. so yeah, he's. He's fantastic, but yeah, but he's the ladies' man on got, I Met Your Mother. Oh my god! And I've read some scripts from that show. It's like this is the most like this character could not possibly be a far like a further cry from the actor himself. Yeah, but but he came out when that show was on on air. Like he already oh, had really? that role. I don't know oh, why I didn't. I, I think so. I think he already had that role because that was his kind of resurgence back into. Yeah. It was like Doogie Howser. He was gone for a while. Was he and doing then, theater in the uh, meantime? Or, I mean, I don't right? know. It's I just like, I don't, I don't know when he like officially came. I've just always known Neil Patrick Harris is gay, you know? 2006 is when he came out. And when did and, How I Met yeah. Your Mother start? I think that started after that. I'm pretty sure it's... That show was on for a while. 2005. Oh, okay. so, yeah, wow. it was okay. while it was on yeah. it. 
he booked it and then was like, whew, yeah. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> well, people probably saw him on it and were like, uh, wait a minute. This yeah. is silly. <laughs> he booked it and was like, wow, this character is gross. Yeah. Yeah. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but for for musicians, it, I think that it's different and should be easier. But like mm-hmm. as we mentioned, Whitney Houston, Queen Latifah, yeah. possibly Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott is gay. Yeah, she's gay. She yeah. has to be. I've I never love her so much. I know. I really am obsessed with her. She's amazing. She's like just truly an incredible performer. And like, look at all the people, all the artists that she's like collaborated oh, with over yeah. the years. Every like everyone has worked with her. She's been, been posting better for it on her Instagram like retrospectives on like oh this song I wrote and produced and yeah her credits are insane. Yeah, yeah. the song she doesn't appear on but that she wrote and produced for other hip hop and R and B people. It's nuts. Yeah. It's like in the hundreds. Like you would just keep scrolling and just read all these songs yeah. that you're very familiar with. You yeah. have no idea she was even involved. Yeah, she's incredible. But the, that's the other thing. It's like it's she's kind of a classic case of that, of like how much information are we owed about queer sure. right. celebrities? Well, right. and those three examples are, are black women yeah. and the, the closet and the black community is... It's different. There's a lot more pressure to stay yeah. in, a lot more pressure... Um, just not to talk about it. It's yeah. like if you're going to be gay, find whatever be gay, but you know, don't talk about it at the dinner table. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah bring that's it something around. I. Yeah, that's an experience for sure that I can't speak to. But right. I, I did really love that episode uh, that Lena Waithe. Uh, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she wrote for Master of None. That that's was the brilliant. only episode of Master of None. I've ever seen, which I'm not proud of, but that was such. Oh, I thought, that's like, okay. A beautiful, You're probably that's, fine. That's the one oh, really? that I've seen yeah. all of them, and, and that is the one. I watched that one, and I was floored. Like it was the best episode of the entire series by far. Yeah, it had because I mean, a lot of it was that it it sort of it very clearly was like a one off. It could just be viewed on its own. Yeah, it yeah. was a short get the film. Full, yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was basically a short film. Yeah. Oh my god! Like the actors in it were amazing. Angela Bassett. I like Angela screamed Bassett. when I saw oh, Angela Bassett. A was queen. Like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> An so, actual yeah. queen. It was. It was amazing. But yeah, I thought that that episode spoke to what you were mentioning really beautifully. Of like, yeah, oh yeah, there's uh, pressure to just mm-hmm. sort of even uh, just keep it an open secret, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like open secrets. There's a lot of them. <laughs> where I'm just like, just can you just. Give us the answer. I don't know. I'm one of those assholes that just wants everyone to be like out and blah, blah, blah. But it's like people have their reasons. And then you have to want, I I always wonder what is happening with really famous people. Are they consciously, like, do you think that a famous person gets to the point where they're like, well, now I can't come. Now it would be insane if I came out. I wonder. Like Oprah. If she were gay. If she and Gail are together, at what point is it just like, are you just deciding like, nah, it's too late? 
Right. Well, I kind of, for for someone like Oprah, I kind of understand her wanting to have something that's mm-hmm. just hers. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not. That's very true. Like, uh, we know basically that everyone's every talking other thing about. about life. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Oprah, I just kind of, you know. I fill in the blanks in my mind. And I might yeah. think I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 I'm okay with just believing yeah. that Oprah and Gail have the most beautiful relationship and that Stedman just like does the bills. Yeah. And he just <laughs> kind of like hangs out. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're Ste- – oh, Stedman's out. He's on the grill. He's flipping yeah. flipping burgers oh out God. on the grill. We're having a cookout later. You know, yeah. like – He's really got it made. But yeah, with something like Oprah, I'm like, she Oprah <laughs> owes me nothing. Like she's no. given so much of yeah. herself to everybody yeah. that yeah. it's like, you know, you you keep that beautiful lesbian part of your life yeah. to you, Oprah. <laughs> you can have that. You can we'll have find that. out a hundred years from now when yeah. you want us to find out. Right. In a, yeah, in some sort of time capsule yeah, that yeah. she's released into space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that'd be the best. That'd be the best thing ever. Uh we are running out of time on this episode, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to our random question of the week, Yay. which actually has to do a little bit with the closet. Uh, when people you meet um, assume that you're straight, do you correct them and how? Ooh. Um, yes, because I feel like I can and I should. Yeah. Um, and often there's sort of a entertainment, entertainment value to it for me where I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, especially if it's a straight man, I'm like, no, this has got to stop right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> I'll usually find a way to bring up my girlfriend, mm-hmm. which I like shouldn't. This happened literally last night. I was uh, alone at a wine bar in the Upper West Side. Thank you. Please stay seated. <laughs> um, I'm watching my friend's cat right now. And so that's where the cat lives. And I was like, let me just have a New York night. So I was sitting at the bar and a guy started talking to me. And within two minutes, I was like, I've got to, yeah. you know, I've got to bring this up. Um, not because I felt any problem with like leading him on, but just like, I don't want to deal with whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was very kind and we still had a nice conversation, but you usually I do it in relation to either mentioning like a queer thing I've done recently, which fortunately, because I'm a performer, I can usually like throw out a show name and yeah, they'll be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or I do have to use my relationship to another person, which I don't think you should have to do. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's usually most efficient. What about you guys? Well, that's interesting because with straight men, I usually don't um, say that I'm a lesbian or correct them. If Mm -hmm. it's like a stranger, because I don't want to invite more questions. Oh, Mm -hmm. sure. And I feel like in the past for me, it's more like that makes them more interested in talking to me when I just don't want to be talking to them. Yeah. Um, And then invites a a whole line of of questioning or maybe they don't believe me and it's this whole thing. So, or they want to like bro out about women and it's like, that's oh, not, yeah, that's yeah. A gross. I had a that's, coworker who used to do that. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Women are crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I don't actually. I don't want to yeah. join you. In. I don't Keith. I don't know what you mean. Keith. Oh God. Um, yeah. It, in those cases, I mean, there have been scenarios where I'll actually say I have a, a boyfriend or a husband for mm-hmm. a guy to leave me alone. Um, because they yeah. respect that a little bit more. They, they don't they, respect it. They don't respect it. Yeah, but they don't respect anything I have more to say, likely, but they're more likely to respect that. Yeah. If they can put you in like, a like your proxy to a man for yeah. some reason, like yeah. legitimizes it's your helpful. always helpful. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're they're very. It's an easier way to communicate with mm-hmm. them. Um, no one thinks I'm straight, so <laughs> I don't have that problem. <laughs> Did, did people used to like? I'll, I'll correct people, especially mm-hmm. in work situations, and they'll see my wedding ring or something and be like, "Oh, your husband." I say, "Actually, it's my wife," and they always apologize. And you do the Borat voice. My wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they apologize. Yeah. yeah, they apologize. I'm like, you don't have to apologize. Oh, like, why are you sorry? Yeah, I and, think they should apologize. Don't assume anyone's straight. Oh, I, that's true. It is kind of that is a little rude. Like it's. And that's it's just the whole like fucking. Not- pro- that's why we have a closet. Is because there's an assumption one way or the other, and it removes all nuance from everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I don't expect people to to be there yet. Sure. So that's. I. It's more if people are like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes, tell me about your wife or whatever. That's mm-hmm. fine. But sometimes people make a huge big <laughs> and this is awkward well, yeah. or no no they're, they're like oh I'm so you know I'm an idiot I, why would I assume yeah. that you were straight and you're like you know, you're, you're you overcorrecting never, here yeah. you're and I'm like, correcting. then again it's your you job just to make them the feel better the road. yeah yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. You just drove it off a cliff. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> and then they throw themselves out the window. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, like oh, again? I've got a whole this mess. always. Just, <laughs> this happens to me everywhere. I got to stop going places on the high floor. Yeah. God. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't uh, get, get that. People uh, pretty much automatically know that I'm a big, huge dyke. Do you not get it at all? Because I feel like if, if you got it now and you're like, actually, I'm a lesbian, and then oh my they'd God. be like, oh, I'm so fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I didn't read into her men's clothing and short haircut and yeah. general domineering presence. <laughs> I keep having this instinct to like queer myself appearance wise because I do present as very femme, but I yeah. feel very queer. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I keep wanting to like get a fade or something, but I'm like so vain about my hair that I just, I like what I like it long. Yeah. yeah. But I do want to do some shit. I don't know what would be the thing I could do. I'm waiting till I'm a mom and then mm. I'm going to totally dike up my appearance. Yeah. Like once I get to that, that age where I'm just like picking the kids up from. From yeah. school and yeah. just be the dikey mom and the Subaru. Oh, that's I love great. that. Just yeah. fully embrace it, but but for now I'm gonna keep my hair long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most of my my experience kind of like as far as like interacting with straight men for sure is I do get the bro out thing a lot. Yeah. They think that because I look the way I do, that I share the same that like, you treat women philosophy. badly yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like to objectify women oh, uh, that they're they here th- yeah because they think that that's at your how pleasure it's like no that's not how we think that's yeah. not how we're wired we don't just mm-hmm. walk around looking at everything that's beautiful and thinking yeah i could kill that or i could fuck that yeah. <laughs> which is oh god how they so approach beautiful things yeah. like yeah. nature like oh i could fucking shoot that with a gun or like something like a beautiful woman i could just I could fuck her like yeah that is literally how they're wired in a very Obviously, that's an extremely generalized statement, but the kind of true the to men every that do man. say those things to me, yeah, it's generalized for that one gender. Um, the men that do say things, and they sort of they don't usually they don't dive right in, but yeah. sometimes they'll test the water right. with me. They'll say something a little like. Oh, look at her. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. It's always like, like yeah. another woman in the literal room that you're sitting yeah, in. It's in like, Jesus Christ, have some yeah. class. And they give you know? me like the little oh. elbow, like, oh, th- this guy gets it. I I'm had like, to report a coworker to HR because he kept doing that at yeah. like luncheons and in the office at <sighs> meetings. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to. Like, is this the one way we can bond right? as people? We could talk about. Do we have any mutual interest? Yeah. Do you like Game of Thrones? Right. I don't know. Like, let's talk about that instead. Yeah. My like, coworker even... asked me at my last job if if I could have sex with any female in the office. <gasps> who would it oh. be? And I'm like, I'm not answering that. No. That's, like, no. These are... That's not how I look at my coworkers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't have this ranking would... in my head. Like, yeah, I would definitely. Like, that's how they determine, like, that person's general worth. worth. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mm, I don't know. My dick doesn't tingle when I look yeah. at her, so maybe I just won't return her email. Like right. it's just that it's that it is literally that simple with so many of them. Mm. It's pretty awful. God bless them. Yeah. Kelly, where can people find you on social media? Come Ooh. to your shows. Ooh, baby. Um plug, plug, plug. <laughs> plug. Um, I'm on all social media at the handle at hey KQ. It is also my website. Um and they can find me at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, mostly also sporadic other performances in basements throughout Manhattan and Brooklyn. <laughs> um, the plug I'll give here is, ooh, I have a web series I love that I made with another queer person called Straight Marriage. Uh, it's about two gay actors who decide it's their job to uh, do a dramatic reenactment of a straight marriage. Um, <laughs> I and love it. the mm-hmm. show that I do with a couple other queer friends at UCB is called Here and Queer, where we have an LGBT monologist come tell stories. It's basically the format of their long running show, Ask Cat, mm-hmm. um, where we'll just have like oh, a great. notable queer person come do monologues and then we'll do improv based off the monologues. And that's the first, we just got an official spot there. We're the first Wednesday of every month at 11 PM at UCB Hell's Kitchen. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to come cool. to the next one. Yeah, for sure. I'm in town for that. Cool, cool. And for us, you can follow us at Diking Out everywhere and uh, rate and review us on iTunes and uh, if you have any money to give, uh, we need money to keep running our podcast and growing the audience and all those fun things. So go to patreon.com slash diking out. You can get exclusive content and cool swag that lets everyone know how gay you are. Or <laughs> if you're not gay, it's a cool conversation piece. We'll be like, what does that mean? Am I allowed to say that word? Yeah. Uh, the answer is always great. no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just don't. 
No, yeah, straight people, you can wear the diking out pin, but yeah. you still can't say the word unless you're promoting this podcast. Yeah. yeah. You can tell someone listen to diking out, but then it's don't. It's part of the package if you contribute more than $15 a you're month. You're allowed to you use the, the word, word dyke. dyke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's the only incentive of that package. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might add that as a level. I think that's very great. straight person yeah. level. Yeah. We'll have it be the highest straight one. Great achievement unlocked. Yeah. yeah. You, you can, can use say the word, word dyke. We'll send you a card. Yeah. You can flash it to. <laughs> The lesbian that's coming after you with her hammer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm allowed. I'm authorized. That's great. Kelly, thank you so much for diking out with thank us. Thank you guys for having me yeah. and for being out of the closet. Thank God. Yeah, right? I'll be thankful for that. Oh. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Dike out with us next week. Bye. 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 Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.